Listener Production. Since COVID first appeared on the scene, have you ever worried you don't know the difference between it and other flu-like illnesses? There's a, a huge degree of overlap, really, between COVID symptoms and all the other viral illnesses that occur in the upper respiratory tract in children. Today on Feed, Play, Love, we're looking at the rise of COVID and how you might be able to detect it in your children. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. With COVID case numbers on the rise again, parents are on the lookout for signs in our kids. But some of the common symptoms, such as a runny nose, Sore throat and temperature can also point to other viruses that are more common. So how can we tell the difference between COVID and these other illnesses? And does it even matter in terms of how we look after our children? Dr Sneha Wadwani is a GP and mum of two. Hi Sneha, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you, Siobhan. So we are all hearing about the numbers going up again for COVID, but we also know, especially as parents, that the virus has changed over time. Do we know how kids are faring in this current wave? Um, so historically and through the pandemic, really, children have really fared the best through this. Uh, so they seem to be far more resilient to the virus compared to older people who might have other sort of pre-existing medical conditions that compromise their immunity a bit. So um, really, it is no different at the moment. Our kids are faring as well as they were before and responding quite well in that space. Is there a significant difference between COVID and, say, the flu for our kids? Um, so certainly in the early stages, I would say not really. Um, so oftentimes respiratory viruses, whether it's flu or RSV or whatever else um, viruses are circulating at the time, the symptoms at onset are really quite similar. So they'll often start with the temperature, feeling a bit under the weather, our little ones might go off their food, not be sleeping quite so well. Uh, and then we get the runny nose, the sore throat, and perhaps a bit of a cough. So there's a lot of overlap, certainly in the early symptoms. And for most of our children, um, whether it's flu or COVID, they'll actually respond quite um, you know, well in that space and bounce back quite quickly after the first few days. Um, often with those symptoms resolving uh, with just supportive management. Um, but sometimes, you know, with COVID, um, if it is that little bit more serious or we have a child who's particularly susceptible or vulnerable in that space, perhaps because of some medication they're taking or some underlying medical conditions, we can see some more significant features of the illness, which largely include the breathlessness and a fever that really is very difficult to get on top of, uh, perhaps with more fatigue and, and you know, sort of not, not eating and drinking in the way they should be. Um, so generally the symptoms are quite similar, but yes, in COVID, if they are more severely affected, uh, they may have more advanced symptoms um, affecting their breathing and some of the other systems as well. If they have a, let's say, milder case of COVID or one where it, it mimics that of the flu or something like that, um, do we manage it differently at home? I, I'm trying to think of how um, we were told to look after kids. I think it was something about just 
staying on top of their temperature and giving them pain relief if they had headaches, that sort of thing. But there was, it didn't seem that different to how we might treat our kids if they had the flu. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So there isn't really much difference in terms of how we treat the virus that is COVID compared to treating the other viruses such as flu. And you're absolutely right. It's all about hydration and temperature management and then monitoring for the other more significant um, effects of the virus, such as the breathlessness and that kind of thing. Um, but the hydration and temperature control are the key factors, as well as, as managing any other symptoms that they might have, like a headache, so giving them pain control from, for that. So largely speaking, it is just about, you know, Panadol um, to keep the temperature down, not overdressing the child, um, monitoring, you know, that their urine output is good, so they're weeing plenty and they're drinking plenty, um, and that they're generally alert um, and, you know, sort of interacting as normal. Um, it's normal that they might feel a bit down in the dumps, a bit under the weather and might need to rest a bit more, and that's okay. Um, but most parents will know the difference between a child that's a bit under the weather and, you know, really significantly out of sorts for themselves. And it's that kind of monitoring that we need in this space. But otherwise, the management, as you say, is entirely the same to start with. And this might be a very common sense sort of question, but if our child does have COVID, is there a minimum time we should be keeping them home? So, of course, the rules have all changed now as we've started to live with COVID more freely. Um, however, we still need to be mindful of people in the community, you know, who may be more vulnerable to COVID than others. So the general recommendation is that, um, you know, while the child is symptomatic, it's best practice to stay at home and out of the way of other people who, you know, should they catch the virus, may actually become severely unwell from it. That time period of isolation is generally about seven days, as it is with most viruses, to be honest with you. Um, most of our coughs and colds and flus uh, will give symptoms for about seven days, and then they just settle down of their own accord. So COVID's not too dissimilar in that space. Um, and yes, look, there's no mandated isolation, but it is, it's good practice and, and recommended practice that you do isolate a symptomatic child. Um, for seven days or until their symptoms have gone. And do you know where we're at with the number of vaccinations kids uh, for COVID should have had by now? Yeah, so generally speaking, um, children who are between six months and five years old need vaccination if they are severely immune compromised or have disabilities. And that's um, a two dose uh, regime with a third dose booster if they're significantly immune compromised. So that's where we are with these sort of um, six months to under fives. With our five to 15 year olds, um, again, uh, the options are there to be vaccinated, but it is the two-dose regime at the moment. And the year is winding down. Many parents are very happy about that. Do you think that gives us an extra protective factor for our kids, that they're, they're possibly out of daycare and school? Um, so yes and no. One of the challenges in is that when they're in daycare and school, it's that same cohort of children that they're around. Um, so they're not really exposed 
to anyone else or you know exposing themselves to anyone else and of course when we enter the holiday season everybody's out and about and especially now it's Christmas time coming up and um, all the other holiday festivals coming up and we are going to be seeing more of our family members so there's a lot more mixing perhaps than there would be during term time in that space however the downtime you know spending time at home resting a bit more um, for us all is good for the immune system and good opportunity to um, be more nourished and restored, which can only help our immune response. But I don't, I don't think we should relax and think it's not going to happen to us uh, now that we're in holiday season. It's um, just as likely to occur both in terms of, you know, receiving or experiencing the infection ourselves and also passing it on to others. I've got to say, I like the former part of that response, and that's the nurturing and staying at home and resting part. (laughs) Sneha, thank you so much for speaking with us today. You're very welcome. That's Dr. Sneha Hudwani. She's a GP specialising in women's health. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the Listener app and don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.